Hey guys, John here. Hey, I just want to let you guys know with the events that happened today um, over the Ukraine, I just want to say our thoughts and prayers are with the victims in, of Ukraine. Our thoughts and prayers are also with the United States uh, Army and the military. Um, but further ado, we're not going to do an intro this go around because of the fact with the events that happened, I figured it would be a lot more respectful to the people over in Ukraine and also to, to our military soldiers that are serving to not having an intro video. So with that being said, I hope that everybody enjoys our review of Lilies of the Field. Yes. Press the wrong button. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody, welcome to the show, Rossi McCree. Say hello to everybody. Uh, but, okay, so this is something that I really have to say about this movie um, with Lilies of the Field. This is my first experience actually checking this movie out. Of course, everybody also knows I haven't seen that many Sydney Poitier movies or anything like that. So seeing this film for the very first time was very intriguing for me. And especially whenever you first see Sydney Poitier's character, Homer, who happens to be a jack-of-all-trades person who is an architect. And he breaks off on the side of the road. You're not sure where the plot is going at first. Because I went into this thing with not knowing what the plot was about. So, right. you know, he goes up to this church. And he and these nuns have been praying for somebody to fix them a chapel. And they think that it's God that sent um, this man to fit, do the chapel. All he wants to do is he's just traveling through. He just wants to get some water for his radiator. He doesn't care about what's going on or anything like that. He just wants to go ahead and move on with his life, and that's it. Well, the nun winds up deciding to hire him to fix their roof at first. And Sidney Poitier's character, which his name is Homer Smith, and Homer winds up getting on top of the roof and fixes their leak that they've been having. And so this is, the, this is what I thought was funny. He goes, okay, not a problem. I'll fix your leak. I'll fix it gets his little apron on and everything goes up there. I thought this was uh, this movie was clever. And also too, you're dealing with Roman Catholic nuns too, which right. is a whole lot stricter than our North American uh, version of of uh, being Catholic. So that's also right. another thing I really liked. But I'll let right. you go on and give your thoughts on it. Um, I haven't seen this movie in gosh, years. So I watched it this morning and I put it on and, you know, the scene where he's like you said, he's, um, you know, on the side of the road, he runs into these women that are outside of this little house, you know, um, in the middle of the desert. And he just wants water and to move on his way for his radiator. And so what I liked was the fact that at first, remember, you didn't know they were nuns. Until he, you know, goes inside and he sees the rest of them, you know, and realizes that they're nuns and he's kind of stunned. There's the um, the mother, Mother Maria, who is the head, the top nun, um, very stern woman, very strict. Um, strong, strong will. Uh, oh, very well. strong, very strong willed. And they want to fix, as they called it, their shopple. Okay, they want him to build their chapel, which is their chapel. And so, you know, um, Homer is like, 
I'll look at the leak on your roof. After that, I'm out of here, but you will pay me. He wants to get paid. And the funny thing about it is this man cannot escape these women. And he's tried a few times to leave, but he just can't, which is hilarious. So he ends up, you know, staying, you know, just for the night, just for today. And, you know, they go and take him to, you know, well, invite him in and they don't, they're German women. So they don't know that much English. So he comes inside and he's a very charming uh, guy. And the rest of the nuns are pretty, you know, friendly, you know, other than Mother Maria, who has a job she wants done. And her goal is to get the savior that they feel like they, they, like they prayed for someone to show up. So when he shows up, she's like, you know, thank you, God. So she's going to do everything in her power to make sure she gets what he wants, what she wants. And so the story starts and it's, it's, didn't you find it funny? I found it hilarious to be honest with you. Yes. It's like, he's a fish out of water. He's not used right. to these women at all, especially right. Roman Catholic women who are actually strong willed and also is strong in their beliefs. Absolutely. Especially, especially my, I have this in my notes. My favorite part is when Smith tries to actually talk to, uh, to mother Maria and Basically, he tries to persuade the mother to superior to pay him what he's quoted. So he ends right. up quoting him a scripture from Luke 10, chapter 7. <laughs> the laborer is worthy of his hire. Mother uh, Maritha uh, winds up uh, responds by asking him to read another Bible verse from the Sermon on the Mount. Consider the right. lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet, I say unto that, even Solomon in all glory was not at trade like one of these so that quickly changed his tune as well right. because right. i like how he winds up trying okay you know what i'm gonna go on ahead and try since she's biblically inclined right i'm gonna go on ahead and try to explain to her through my american uh standard bible the king james version or whatever he has and right. i'm gonna try to teach that teach her what paying somebody actually means so right. he does, first she makes him read uh, Proverbs, and then that didn't work. Then <laughs> she turns around and makes him read Matthew, which I thought was hilarious. And I liked right. how also, too, how Smith is actually trying to teach them English and try to manipulate yes. them Yes, at the same time and also making fun of them because one of the uh, nuns goes, I milked the cow, and she's so thoughtful. Moo, and he makes the noise, and the the um, because they were they were reading um, they were listening to this record, um, and it was tr it was teaching them how to speak English, right? Mm -hmm. And so he catches on, and he's like, "I'll do it. I can teach you." So he you know points to the record player and teaches them the name of that, which is a what telegraph or whatever telegraph. they call it. Yeah. Them, okay. Then he picks up the record and he's like, record. And everything he says, they say. And he's like, black record. And they're like, black. And then he goes to the desk. Desk, black. Black. And then he points to a skin. Black. And then they point to their skin. Black. And he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you white. <laughs> Me, black. And I love how he's making fun of them when he's like, we stand up. Everyone sits down. This movie is like it's it's a comedy, guys. So it's it really funny. It is a black and white. Um, 
like I said, I hadn't seen it in years, so I forgot how funny it was. Me and too. the fact that he is, um, one thing that you do find out, and the reason why he decides to stay is that when he did get ready to leave that first time, remember, he stops, looks in his wallet. You see that he only has a few dollars. So he then decides, let me go back and see if I can work something out. Because remember, he thinks he's going to get paid. He thinks they have money to pay him. Right. He doesn't so, know, you know, that it's going to be, uh, you know, from his the goodwill of his heart that uh, he's going to be doing this work for them. Right. Because he's like, well, we can deduct the uh, dinner because that, right. that dinner sucked, basically. <laughs> right, the bread. <laughs> the bre well, first she gives him a pretty good meal. And then she winds up uh, giving a Catholic breakfast, which is just an egg and water. Right. Because right. Where's the coffee at? Coffee? There's no coffee. Right. Was, Oh, okay. But yeah, you're right though. He he was only in it for the money and everything, thinking that he could right. hustle these nuns. Right. So he's like, you know what? Maybe I can't. And then also too, I like how she turns around like, oh, you a big American man, huh? Big millionaire. Because yeah, <laughs> I'm a big millionaire. <laughs> I like the fact that, well, one thing that you guys have to understand is that, like I said, these women live out in the middle of nowhere. And by the way, this movie was shot on location in Tucson, Arizona. Okay, and so they're in the middle of the desert. These women were there. They got themselves from Germany to America. There was That's something I wanted to talk about. They had to go through a lot to get to where they're at. So before he came, they were walking miles to get into town to go to the church that they had, which was was at the back of a camper, and they had you know Father Murphy, I think his name was, that was you know their their pastor, their father at the time. They would walk. Guys, miles, these women. So it lets you know that how strong these women are, how dedicated they are, how determined Maria is to get the chapel built. So when they take John, who sees the roof, but they go and take him to, uh, Mother Maria takes him to the where the chapel is, what she was like um, wanting him to build, that the bricks were halfway there. And he looks and he's like, I'm not doing this because she's really pushy. She's like, Mm -hmm. Your mom. I felt like in certain scenes, it was like a mother getting on her son and he's like, damn it, man. You know, damn it. Like she gets on his nerves, but she gets him to do it. So this chapel is like not built, guys. It's broken. It's halfway there. And he looks and he's like. Are, basically, are you serious? You know, well. I'll stay around and I'll pick some things up in some of the trusses because uh, I know the women can't, you know, they're too heavy for him. But after that, again, he's like, I'm out of here once I clear the space for you. Go ahead. Right. He go, He said, I'll clear the space out for you. Then after that, I'm done. But right. we don't realize that he that these people actually escaped from communism and stuff like right. that from Germany until he meets up with the, uh, the Mexican guy who's actually ch who happens to be fixing uh, home well happens to be um fixing Homer breakfast. Right, but Juan. 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 Yeah, Juan yes. winds up fixing. I forgot what his name was, so thank you for that. Uh -huh. but yeah, no until problem. Juan winds up fixing him breakfast, and so that's whenever we find out a little bit more of a background of the nuns, which is something I really do appreciate. But also right. too, when Smith thinks he's getting ready to leave, the nuns are going <laughs> to church. Right. And, and this is what they do it. This the, the nuns are slick. The nuns are really slick because this is what they wind up doing. 
they wind up doing this to Smith, to Homer. They wind up saying, you take us to church. You take us to mass. Because I'm not going to mass. I'm Baptist, damn it. And that's something my aunt was talking about, about how much she loved that scene. But, you know, I loved her. And, just, and she just looks like, well, pardon me. Kind of thing. Like, she was really shocked about it. Well, right. just how have you been going to church back and forth all this time? We walk. Right. <laughs> and he just looked at right. them like they were crazy. Yes. Especially being out in Arizona and then also, too, sweating in that those long dresses to, just to go to church. Right. That's how right. dedicated they were towards their beliefs. Right. And so Smith winds up taking them in his, in his car. And then, then, of course, then he goes... She goes, you're not coming to Mass? He goes, I'm not, oh, yeah. he goes, I'm not going to Mass. I'm a Baptist. I'm going to go over here and eat. <laughs> so that's when, of course, he meets up with Juan. <laughs> and he goes, oh, you're not going to... Right. He's like, oh, you're not going uh, over to the Mass? No. Uh, no, I'm not going over to Mass or anything like that. I just... He goes, look, I know what I want. And he, I like how the fact he doesn't he even know that, that this that guy part. has his stuff. He doesn't even know that he even has the stuff that he wants. But he knows right. what he wants in his head. Right. Goes, I want some buttermilk pancakes. I want some scrambled eggs. <laughs> I want sausage. I want bacon. I want the works. I want the coffee. Right. And I want fresh squeezed orange juice. And then he, then all of a sudden you see Juan go on ahead, takes the orange juice from underneath the bar. And <laughs> yeah. he goes, wait, that's not fresh squeeze. He goes, yes, it is. I squeeze it fresh myself, senor. <laughs> and he's morning. like, yeah. right, I did it this morning. And I love that. And he has this whole entire imagination in his head of how his breakfast should be. Right. And everything, which makes it even more. Yeah, I want the butter just flowing off the pancakes. <laughs> oh I was God. hungry when I was listening to that, when I was Me watching too. that scene. Like, and just you know and like I need to go to Waffle House. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he's in his head, you can, because he's hungry. Like, I mean, he had the, the Catholic breakfast, which was the egg, which, by the way, the funny thing about it was, remember, they, they were, um, they told him he couldn't get dinner or breakfast until after mass. And right. remember when he was inside their little, little shack, their little home, how his stomach, you hear his stomach growling because mm. he's absolutely starving because they don't have that much. So he's literally getting hangry for lack of better words, hangry because he's not getting fed that much. So he finds one. And every time he takes them to mass, he usually goes over and has breakfast and let them do their little mass. But there are other people in that town, um, the village people, I guess, you know, that are going to mass with the with Father Murphy in like a camper. It was like behind a camper where they had mass at because they didn't have a chapel. So you end up realizing that the goal for Mother Maria is to build the chapel for Father and for the people in town because they were strict Catholic and the men and the families want their kids to be able to experience church. So you get that and, and why it's so important to her that this right. gets done. It's totally selflessness. If you think about Absolutely. it, it's, it's Absolutely. unselfishness It's selflessness because right. of the fact that she's not thinking about herself. She's not for her. It's for right. the community. It's for these people who want to experience church without having to go walking um, about 10 miles down the road, for example. And right. having to walk in that hot sun just to go to mass. They want somewhere right. close. So that's exactly. understandable. But once Smith winds up realizing that, he realizes, okay, I need to go on ahead and help these women out. Right. And everything. But also, too, you know, 
He, I like how he actually goes to this other person and goes, so I need these materials right here as if Mother Maria actually has money. He goes, what do you That's mean? Right. He's like, what do you mean they need this? They have no money at all. And he's not the first person to tell him that either. Juan tells him the same thing, but he's his own yeah. self-denial about it, to be honest. Right. And he's like, well, we need, we need this and this and this. And he's like, well, and I don't like how racist this guy actually sounds because how he actually oh. comes off to be. Mr. Uh, Ashton. Yeah, Ashton comes off really snobby to me. Absolutely. And he was rude. Yeah. Way off base, very rude. Yeah. I wouldn't do business with him anyways, even if I had the money. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go a couple more miles down down the road right. and find someone that might actually do business with me rather than right. having to deal with him. Because right. I wouldn't be I wouldn't deal with that guy. To be honest, right? Well, because but, you know he approaches Sydney as, or or uh, Homer when Homer meets him, and like you said, he's going to you know look for. He sees this this bulldozer or whatever, and that's when you meet Mister Ashton, and he's uh, refers to him as a uh, hey boy. What 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 are you doing here? And so Homer's response was a uh, hey boy, back to Ashton, which stops Ashton in his tracks and kind of stops and he's actually offended. And that's when he talks to Homer and is telling Homer, you know, that's when he becomes the women's contractor, the, the, the nun's contractor to prove a point to Ashton that he's going to make this happen. So right. at that point we're building a chapel. Right. And then I also liked how, you know, so how are we going to get all these things? And mother Maria, this is how strong she believes in her beliefs from him. Talking right. about God. He goes right. from him. We're going to pray for it. And, you know, he is Baptist, but you can also tell at the same time, he doesn't really have the same same kind of conviction that Mother right. or Maria has. You right. know what I mean? So his beliefs are not as strong as she is. And he's like, okay, whatever. So next thing you know, it, he winds up seeing the bricks come in. He winds up seeing the plywood right. come in and right. things like that. And then, Mother, uh, then all of a sudden you see... Uh, Juan's people, guys, come in wanting to help him because they see him working his butt off through the whole entire right. time too. And he goes, "Hey, you need some help?" He goes, "No, man, I'm good. I don't need no help. Right. I'm fine. God is the one who told them that I was going to build them a chapel, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to build right. them a chapel because that's what they want. Me. He wants me to do, not what you want. God didn't ask for you to do it. He asked me right. to do it, so I'm going to do it." <laughs> So. Right. And he was actually offended because yeah. when he decided to do this, he's like, I'm all in, but I'm doing this. He was offended that the guys wanted to help and told them no. So it's funny because you see the guys kind of like camping out, watching him <laughs> take one brick at a time, going to the, do this, going to do that. And then Juan comes into town and Juan comes over and it's like, hey, they're here, you know, enjoying, you know, what, what, what's going on, but why don't you want them to help you? I got this. I don't need any help. Kind of get out of my way. So they sit days and watch him do this. Right. When and finally, also, go ahead. I like how he goes. So how's the one man uh, uh, work going? How's the one right. man army going? And then of right. course, Smith is also has the do not touch anything sign put up oh, everywhere too. <laughs> Right. He's very overprotective. Everything goes. Don't touch that. Absolutely. Don't touch that. And then yeah. next thing you know, it they decide. You know what? This guy's been working all this time, and this is no longer entertainment for us. We need to actually help the poor guy. Right. And they do. They come and help. 
Um, but they get too involved. And there's a scene where, you know, um, Homer ends up talking to, he goes inside and he's, the ladies are all happy because they're, they're getting it done. There's a lot of people to help. They're going to get this done. So he goes inside and he's kind of melancholy. He's kind of sitting at the table and just, you know, hmm, ha, and, and they notice, you know, what's wrong with you? You should be happy. Why are you have, why don't you have a smile on your face? And he's just like, you know, well, you know, basically he wants to do this himself. This is his project. He was going to do this for you. And then you find out that he's always wanted to build something. He didn't, he wanted to be an architect. So he, be, this job became an investment for him. Like right. this and is that something gave him he wanted drive. to do. That, that gave him drive. So he then exits out, he goes outside, he sits and watches them and come to find out they're actually screwing things up. They're actually not doing things right. It's kind of getting screwed up. He sees it and knows what's wrong, but he's like, you know, he has an attitude. I'm not saying nothing. You guys do it until he then realizes he has to step in and then he starts giving orders and letting them know this is wrong. This is what we got to do. And then he becomes the foreman and takes over the right. job and starts moving it along in the right direction, which becomes fun because then, you know, they all are working together and they're having a good time and he and right. Juan becomes buddies. Yeah. And I really like that, though. First, they start taking things away from him. And it's like, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to be the one who does this. And here right. they are taking my job away from me. Right. But they don't. He, and also, too, when, remember whenever he let everybody go at first? And Mother Maria says, are you sure this is right. what you want? Right. And he goes, yes, I'm very sure this is what I want. And then he right. finds out. He, and this is a lesson that he was that was proven to him. He can't do everything by himself. He's going to need help whenever he needs help. Right. And that was the life lesson for him. But right. too much I want to just way too much right. pride. Definitely. And the thing I like though, when he starts seeing them mess up and starts taking okay. control, they start respecting him more. Right. And everything, and they start calling him boss. They start right. hanging out, and then also too, when Mother Maria comes out there, he starts. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically being a sarcastic person and standing up for his workers. He goes, right. He, she goes, hey, that beam is not right. And then he goes, yeah, you know what? After we're done with this, you guys need to go in and fix that beam because it's leaning over a little too much. So you guys need to go on ahead and lean that over. And after that, you guys need to lay more bricks down. And then after that, what you guys need to do is you guys need to go on ahead and get more clay so that way we can make more bricks. Right. And everything. And of course, the nuns are actually enjoying it, though. The other two female nuns who actually are doing um, making the uh, cement and everything for them, too. They're enjoying right. it. They're but, having a great time. Yeah, they are. It's like summer vacation for them. But right. <laughs> Mother right. Maria is like, but after they after, you know, Smith winds up getting onto Mother Maria and everything, she winds up letting him be. And then finally, they're celebrating that it's almost done. Right, and this is the part that makes me laugh. He's over there drinking tequila with them, yes. laughing, yes. joking. And here's Mar Mother Maria and the nuns praying. And yep. the next day, uh, Homer winds up waking up with a hangover. Right, because oh, you up? Yeah, I'm up. Slings water in his face. That was the only thing that they said that would actually work for a tequila hangover. <laughs> That's right, because the women um, that were married to the men. Were told her they do this after they build everything. They have a they have a fiesta. They have a, a huge party and get drunk, you know. So they had a 
great time that night and, and knew they had to get up early the next day to finish up what they were doing. But also I want to mention that um, I think that's when, um, yeah, that next day, um, Mr. Ashton comes around and he's shocked because he sees John, you know, or not John, I'm sorry. He sees Homer kind of being the boss. All these people in town are working for him and they're getting it done. He shows up and he's just kind of stunned. Just what, what, what the hell's going on here? How, how did this happen? So Juan is there because Juan wants to kind of, you know, um, have favor from God. As he says, you know, I want to come and help just in case, you know, they happen to be right. I want to make sure that, I, you know, I, I get favor from God. And so Ashton ends up coming back, Mr. Ashton, and bringing over a truckload of these really nice bricks because he, too, wants to get in on it and help them out, which was a bad mistake because, uh, you know, Mother Maria sees him and sees that he's bringing them more bricks and knows that I have another project that... um. I'm going to need your help with Mr. Ashton. And so I love that scene because she actually wanted to build a school after that. She wanted to build I, a hospital after that. Yeah. So I liked how she used him to her, to her advantage. You know what? This Absolutely. guy might be a jerk, but you know right. what? I'm going to go ahead and use those bricks because we're already right. taken care of. We don't need extra supplies for the chapel, but we do right. need extra supplies for other things that I want to bring in with this community, with right. our, uh, with our church, with our chapel, have a school, have a hospital, just in case of anything. So, yeah, right. I liked how she used them to his advantage, but I also liked how Ashen just walks in there and just impressed overall at how yeah. Smith, where Homer is just basically taking over everything and yeah. and just, you know, being a good boss, boss man and everything. Right. And gives him the right. respect that he deserves. Right. So that's something Offers that I really liked. Uh, as a foreman on one of his other jobs, you know, and John's, or I don't know why I could call him John, but Homer <laughs> is like, um, you know, no, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here after this project. I'm out of here. Thank you very much, but I won't need to be work. I don't, I'm not going to be taking that job. And they do, they get the chapel built. Um, John wants to finish up, you know, putting the cross up, you know, on top of the chapel, that was his thing. There's other people in town that are donating like chandeliers for the church. And it actually comes out really, really good. And, you know, there's um, fun facts here um, that this was a novel, Lilies in a Field, and it was a semi uh, true story because in my notes, I have here that the sisters, um, it was based on the true story of the sisters of Wahlberger. It was a group of East German Catholic nuns who rooted up to start a nunnery in Arizona. Oh, wow. I didn't even know yes. that, to be honest And with also, you. The, the song, the theme of the song throughout the movie, Amen, that they sang that was so funny when he talked them that song. Right. Um, the score was done by Jester uh, Joseph, um, who also sang for Sydney in this movie. He was known way back then to, he was the composer of the whole film and he was known to do a lot of composing for black spiritual films back then. Back then. That's actually pretty neat. I had no idea that. Which was that was Right. I didn't even know that was even true. Yeah, that's all and, true. Yeah. And then another so when thing you hear I'm. Sydney singing, I, it's Jester, Joseph. 
You see, I didn't know that. that. That's an interesting fun fact, to be honest with you. I'm glad that you actually put that in your notes because I didn't know that this was actually kind of like based on a true story. So I find that very interesting. Right. To be honest. Right. And they did. Uh, in the true story, they did pray. And there was a, a, a contractor who was black that did show up. Okay. In the, in the true story. Yeah. So, yeah, they did pray for that. And a man did show up. That's pretty neat. That's very interesting right? that actually happened. You would think that was just something out of a movie that all of a sudden right. this guy just shows up randomly. And, you know, some people would call it coincidental. Some people would actually call it faith and God, knowing exactly. that, you know, so I definitely like that, that this actually happened right. and knowing that this happened. So that's actually pretty shocked. cool. I was shocked when I found out. I was like, wow. So they did, this is, they did come over here. They, they were from Germany and they did come to build a nunnery in Arizona. And another thing, too, is like, um, I like also, too, on the evening before the Sunday when the chapel is to be dedicated, all, all the work has been done and Smith is exhausted. Uh, right. There was nothing more to keep Smith among them. So Mother Maria, too proud to ask him outright to stay, insists right. on that he attends the opening mass next day to receive pro uh, proper recognition from the congregation. She speaks ex right. uh, statically of all the Schmidt. That's how I like how she calls it Schmidt. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> building, right. <laughs> uh, do the aid in town, such as building the school, making no reply to any of this. Smith tricks Mother Maria. Now, this is the part that I like. The when we tricks Mother Teresa into making her say thank you by using the telegraph. That's right. This that's right. And First time she's ever said thank you. First time she's ever been nice because she stayed on his ass the whole time. She would never say yep. thank you. Even when he brought all that food, remember all that food when he was working for Mr. Ashton two days a week. And when he yep. gets his, when he got his first paycheck, he showed up with this huge uh, ham and, you know, canned foods. And he got the ladies a bunch of candy and they were all excited. And she was pissed because she felt he could do spend his money on more important things. So she would never be thankful for what he did. And there was a period in a movie where he left, he left for like three weeks. He was like, I'm out of here because he was tired of her disrespect. And he happens to run into them three weeks later when he's coming back into town. And what do you know? They're on the dirt road heading into town to go to mass. He drives by them and then turns around, gets out of the car, Remember, he has to tie the car up, the right. doors up, unties it, opens up the door because he becomes their chauffeur as well, opens up the door, they get in, and then he's dedicated to finish up the job. But he did leave. And I think when he came, she was like on her P's and Q's, maybe a little bit because she knew that, okay, he will leave. Like, I didn't think he would, but he was he would leave. And she was really nervous and scared because she promised these people that the church would be finished and he left before it was finished. That's true. And I, I, to be honest with you, he was actually on his way out. And then I liked how he picks them up and then he winds up bringing them to, to mass. He's like, I can't even get away from if I wanted to. You could tell that he was aggravated. He's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to deal with it. I'm just going to do it. Right. But I like when he, when she says, um, when he has the glasses on, and he gets out of the car and he's standing there and the people don't know. He's been gone for three weeks, but they don't know what happened. So she she whispers to him. Smile. Don't act like anything's wrong. Just smile. 
and him being as funny as all hell, he just, <laughs> you know, puts a big cheat. I, I found him to be really funny. His, com his, his comedy is just, his timing is really good, but his very I found that timing. funny. And they go to mass and he goes in to go and uh, have breakfast again. Right. But, you know, and then I like how he leaves them, though. He winds up right. leaving them with that song. Whenever right. He and, and, you know, Mother Maria knows that he's about to leave. And you can tell the sadness in her eye. You can tell, without even speaking, that she's sad to see him go. But she knows that the work is done. And the work right. is done right. And it's something that God had wanted them, him to do. So right. then hearing him run off, crank up the car... And then the nuns are singing Amen. And right. then the closing scene. I had chills and emotion with that because let me tell and let me tell you why. Because it's not normally in everyday movies that we have now, it's not the character that leaves off with the theme song. It's the music that's being played over the song as the movie is closing. With this one, you have a character that's closing out the movie. That's right. basically saying the movie is done. My job is done. Right. And I'm leaving these nuns to do what they need to do. And that's right. how they closed it out. I like how they made the character close out the movie. Right. Give you that and final closure. I, I cried at that part. I was sad Me that too. he left. I, I, I thought maybe he would stay because remember the next day she wanted him to show up for mass. She wanted him to sit in the front row and he, she had planned all that. And so her being sad and it's like, they're singing a song, but she's listening to hearing him because he, you know, he starts the song and they say amen. So she's listening to everything he's doing and she can hear the door shut, the car start, and that he's leaving. I got really teary yeah, about this movie. This movie was a movie that was, um, he, that. Um, he decided to pay cut, cut. He got paid um, $50,000 and he got 10% of the profits. But he did oh, not wow. care because he said he believed in this movie so much that he didn't care. He cut anyway. That's impressive. That really shows you how humble Sydney right? actually is. To be absolutely the only one that I know, the only one that I know that would actually do that is probably RGJ, but still. Knowing this in 1963, that he would actually do that to, because of how caring he is towards his yeah. member, to the members of the staff for the movie. That's that's phenomenal right. to me. I, that's mind blowing. Exactly. And did you know this movie only had two hundred and forty thousand dollars for the budget too? Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, it ranged between two hundred and forty thousand to two hundred and forty-seven thousand, and it made three million at the box office. And wow. Well, rental, well, seven dollars, and it maybe ranges between three million and seven, seven million, give or take. Okay. And but, remember, yeah. this was a movie that he won Best Actor for, Academy Award for, as for Best Actor, and the first Black American to ever win an Academy Award. Yep. Mill. This is Mill. Mill. He earned that role. He earned that Academy Award with this one. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there was no, there's no wonder why they gave him that Academy Award. He right. deserved it. He outshined every single one probably during that year. 
and they right. saw that performance. And it's also a comedy, which is un because now today yes. it's rare that comedies aren't even nominated. Right, you know? exactly. So, yes. So that's something that I really liked about it. Also, too, this also had Best Picture by Ralph Nelson, Best Supporting yep. Actress by Lila Scala, Best Screenplay right. Based on uh, Material from Another Medium by James Poe. Then we have Best Cinem Cinematog Cinematography for Black and White, Ernest Haller. Mm -hmm. uh, this thing went on to win the Blue Ribbon Awards for Best Foreign uh -huh. Language Film. This movie was just fantastic. And I'm sorry, uh, Best Supporting Actress, she was nominated. Lila Scala was actually nominated, not won the Academy Award. So Mother Maria, little, that would be Mother right. Maria won. Yep. Yes. Best Screenplay, James Poe was nominated, and then Best Cinematographer White, Ernest Haller, was also nominated. Okay. But the OIC Award, they won. Ralph Nelson won. Youth Film Award, Honorable Mention won. Uh, Best Actor, Sydney Pony won. Best Foreign Language uh, won. This movie won Academy Awards all the way across the board. And that is right. very impressive for 1963. I wish the Academy would take more chances on comedies. Right, because of the fact everything. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm going to be doing an after show for the Academy Awards later on, and stuff like that. But nice. I'm just going to be brutally honest, as I can be, and it's the fact that the Academy Awards, 99.9 percent .9 of the time, those movies are depressing. Not only are they depressing, they're. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love Gran Torino as just as the next as the next person, but that movie's still depressing. It got nominated. Right. It had. A chance to win something but still they don't really take chances on comedies anymore i wish they would uh right. because they have because to me comedies should actually have a chance and have a shot at something in the academy awards absolutely it shouldn't have to be a like you said depressing or you know um super dramatic and tears and all that you know um this movie from the beginning of it to the end of it it was good it's a good family movie. It's relevant. Well, today, I mean, you could go back and watch it and anybody could watch it and you get the comedy. He's absolutely um, great on screen. He's great uh, with comedy. And when you see the movie and the interactions between the different characters, it's hilarious. And it's hilarious yes. how this man trying to leave couldn't leave. And these these women made him stay. And um, it was just a really good film. I'm so happy that I got to revisit it again. I'm happy that you gave me the opportunity to review these two films. What's what's guess who's coming to dinner and this film. Right. And my first introduction, well, second introduction into Sydney Pony's uh, filmography. So I do appreciate mm -hmm. that. We will be doing another Sydney Pony movie and that's going to wrap up our, our spotlight of him for black yes. history month, but we're going to do in the heat of the night next Thursday. Um, right. But another thing I want to mention is this with this, um, with everything else that I wanted to talk about too, was the fact that I love the fact that this is a classic film and that Sydney actually won the Academy Award and being the first black actor to win the Academy Award. That right. is fantastic. I, right. I couldn't be more happier about that, right. to be honest with you. And also too, this is also streaming on Amazon Prime, so you can stream this for free. You don't have to rent it. Uh, you can also watch this for free on Tubi, I believe, and on Pluto TV. So if yes. anybody's wondering where you can watch this film at, that's where you can. Of course, Turner Classic Movies also might have this on from time to time or whatever, but Absolutely. whenever I searched for it, they didn't have it. So 
I was just glad to know that it was actually on Amazon Prime and I was able to watch it that way. So right. And it's a short film. It's not it's not two hours. It's it's a short film. It's in and out, gets to the point, you have a good laugh, and you get to enjoy uh something cla- a classic film. And I think that a lot of us, you know, um, especially as film buffs, you know, right. there's a lot of old classic films that are in black and white that you can discover that you just absolutely missed. And you can go back and laugh. And it's great for families. Yes. It's great family time. Not only that, but you also have morals in this film and these films, though, Absolutely. too. And yes. p- kids can learn from it. I'm going to be honest yes. with you. Kids can actually learn from some of these films, though, too. So yes. with that being said, Rossi, I do appreciate you being on the show, as always. I do appreciate that a lot. Uh, thank you for introducing me to Cindy Pone's work. I do appreciate that. It's an honor to do this. But my question is this, where can everybody follow you at if they want to go and have follow you on social media and all that good stuff? Well, you can follow me on my Instagram at McCree123Hotmail.com. That's M-C-C-R-E-E, Hotmail.com. And you can also follow me on my Twitter at RossiLynnBark1. That's RossiLynnBark1. And on my Facebook page at RossiLynn. Thank you. All right. You're very welcome. And so another thing, too, is I'm going to be another thing I want to mention is this real quick. Monday, I'm doing another show, of course, (laughs) but in just a few minutes, um, Alex and Charlie will be on here in just a few few minutes, of course. And they're going to be doing their review of the Raid Redemption. Then, of course, on March 1st, which is a Tuesday at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, I'm going to be doing a Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022 review. Monday, we're going to doing our, I'm going to be doing a revisiting of Batman and Robin with Motor City Nerds. And then that's going to be it for the remaining schedule as far as that goes. But of course, Russ, we'll be back on with me Thursday, 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time to review in the heat of the night. If you choose to do so, you don't have to. But if you want to go ahead and donate 5 to $10 to us, how do you do that? Just go to GoFundMe.com forward slash Movie Lovers Podcast. Of course, you guys can go on ahead, get an audio-only podcast on all stream, all, all popular audio podcasts, where you guys get your podcasts from. Of course, go on ahead and follow us on Facebook and Movie Lovers TV Lovers Night over there and on Instagram and on Pinterest as well. If you want to go on ahead, follow also, too, go on ahead and rate us on Spotify and also on Apple Podcasts that allows other people to find us. And also, too, go over to Good Pods. Good Pods is basically social media for podcasters like us and basically gives us a chance to interact with you guys as fans. And to tell, and you guys can also rate individual episodes and we'll actually talk back and forth to you. Then, of course, go on and follow me underneath Movie Lovers Unit on Twitter and Movie Lovers Unit Zero on TikTok as well. Then if you're a sponsor or would like to be on the show, all you have to do is go ahead and email me at movieloversunite at gmail.com. And that's everywhere you can follow me at. Thank you again, Rossi. I do appreciate you. And always, until next time, guys, stay safe out there. And like I said, with, uh, to everybody in the Ukraine and everything, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Absolutely. And always until next time. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.